You can now join Spirit of Self Love podcast on Patreon. Patreon is a platform we're using to provide you with premium content, rewards, and access to our own special community of leaders of the self love movement. When you support this podcast using the link in the description, you'll receive our first Patreon only episode called Denying Our Triggers Denies Our Healing. We'll also send you a Spirit of Self Love shirt. So being a part of our Patreon community means that we're able to continue to connect, empower, and inspire you. It also allows you to join in on the conversation with other leaders of the movement. So sign up after listening to this episode at patreon.com slash spiritofselflovepodcast, and we will meet you over there. Greta Alive is a self-love coach, empowerment speaker, spiritual awakening guide, and adoptee advocate. In the self-love movement, there are no followers, only leaders, creators of their own joy, heroes of their own story, champions of a compassionate world. The Spirit of Self-Love podcast reminds us that we are all miraculous beings with purpose and can help humanity elevate and evolve by returning within. Do you remember who you really are? Hello, beautiful leaders of the self-love movement. We all know that this process of reclaiming our power, living authentically, and healing our deep wounds isn't always easy. Returning to our true essence of pure divine love doesn't always look or feel like the peaceful and calm scene of a movie when we're walking along the beach, smiling at the sunset while listening to the sounds the waves are making in the background. A lot of times in our process of embodying self-love and empowerment, it can look like we're completely losing our shit. And as my wise intuitive life coach says, our breakdowns lead to breakthroughs. Breakdowns happen when we're finally ready to let go of our own shit. If we're able to see our own bullshit, change our perception, change our mind about ourselves and our life situation, a breakthrough will happen and healing will occur. In my experience, breakdowns have been inspired by a climax of intense emotions. My deepest fears, anxieties, doubts, and darkness becomes revealed. And when I'm finally ready to let go of something I've been carrying for too long, like a hidden aspect of shame, guilt, grief, or anger, it'll all come boiling up. So before I get into this episode, I want to clarify that there's a difference between spiritually bypassing our truth and being able to see our suffering from a different perspective. Spiritual bypassing would look something like dismissing and gaslighting the things we've been through and survived 
because we want to enable, and air quotes, positive vibes only mentality. Spiritual bypassing avoids inner work and suppresses deep, painful emotions and thoughts in order to maintain a false concept of being spiritual. This false concept means that we can only allow ourselves to feel lighter, peaceful, happier emotions and not the uglier, intense, darker ones. But allowing ourselves to feel a spectrum of emotions is being more connected to our soul than passing over certain ones that feel difficult to process. Like if we're driving down the road and we get a flat tire, it's more dangerous for us and harmful to others to pretend that everything is fine and to keep driving than it is for us to pull over, get out, and acknowledge that our tire is flat and it's going to have to get fixed. So with all that said, the difference between spiritual bypassing and understanding our emotions from a different viewpoint is that when we change our mind, we've already gone through a process of allowing ourselves to acknowledge what happened, acknowledge how we feel, acknowledge how what happened affected us in our perception of our life, and most importantly, acknowledge that it doesn't feel good. So by acknowledging all of these things, we allow ourselves to process them and release them simultaneously. This past year, I've gotten better at recognizing when emotions want to come out, and often I allow them to. When I feel like I want to cry, I cry, especially in public spaces now. And when I'm angry, I allow myself to be angry. When I make space for the anger to rise up and be felt, I've noticed that it shifts much faster than if I try to suppress it down. On this path, I've learned two big components about anger that I feel aren't often discussed. First, underneath anger, we will find intense feelings of grief, guilt, and shame. Anger has a tendency to conceal other emotions that destroy us from the inside, and our rage projects those very feelings of inner conflict and attack out into our external environment at anyone and anything our irritated perception believes might attack us back. Anger is about the overwhelming feeling of conflict within ourselves, and it's so intense that it pours outward. The second thing I've learned about anger on my own journey, and hold on to your objections here, is that the essence of what's really creating the feeling of anger within us 
isn't actually about what anyone else has done to us. The anger is coming from how we feel about ourselves in regard to something we've held a lot of inner guilt, grief, and shame about that finally want to be validated. We feel angry because something within us desires to be seen, heard, felt, and accepted by someone. In the midst of anger, all of our anxiety outpours from within us at high heat because it's an intense inner cry for validation. When we're angry, we want to vent and rant about why we're upset. Because we want to let it all out. We want to be heard. We want to be understood. We want to be told that we're doing our best, we're worthy, and we're still lovable even if we're upset. And I say a lot on this podcast that the only person who can truly validate our thoughts and feelings is ourselves. We're the number one person we want to be seen, heard, and validated by. And this podcast exists as a reminder of how lovable you are. Even when you're acting out all your shit. Even when you're projecting your pain at the world in ways that are harmful. Even when you feel like giving up. You are worthy, and you are lovable. You deserve to see for yourself the beauty, the strength, the resilience that I see in you, that your higher being sees in you, and that we all see in you. So the other day, I could feel anger rising physically up from my core, and it was waiting to be processed out. I was having a breakdown, and all of these old thoughts and feelings started surfacing and running through my mind all at once. It was all coming up suddenly and unprovoked. I was having a great day. I was feeling grounded and in my purpose, and I had spent the morning with people who I love, and they support me too. But some hidden away feelings decided to come through to be released on this particular Saturday afternoon. In my process, I found that when I'm having an inner rush of emotion, especially anger, it works best for me to acknowledge the thoughts and feelings by taking a walk. Getting my body in motion helps me to work the emotions out of my body and mind. There's a lot of energy and anger. It's a low vibrational emotion that has a lot of adrenaline behind it. When we're angry, we often have impulses to yell, break things, throw things around, or create some kind of outward violence. Anger can be so powerful it presents itself in ways that project out. It's too strong to hold in. So working through it in a way where I can move it out of my body without harm to self or others can feel very empowering and positive. So in this breakdown I was experiencing, I was walking and observing the thoughts and feelings 
feeling deep into the energy of this anger and I realized that the source of the frustration I was feeling in my body was from a lot of sadness that wanted to come out. There were also feelings of loneliness, abandonment, unworthiness, and disappointment. And as I was walking, I could hear the voice of my ego beginning to blame other people for my feelings. In my mind, as I was projecting these feelings of resentment, betrayal, and disappointment at the list of people who I feel have wronged me in my life, I found that in reality, I feel more angry with myself for accepting treatment in ways that don't agree with my heart. Anger is the messenger of inner conflict. And because this human experience is always about our relationship with ourselves, we must learn to understand that the emotions we've internalized tell us how our relationship with ourselves can improve. So in this instance, I was being asked to put down the inner weapons that I had pointed at myself. In anger, we think that we are pointing these weapons at other people, but they're actually pointed at ourselves. The frustration, the turmoil, the rage was sending me a message that there are little pieces of false and negative beliefs that I was still carrying around about myself that were finally ready to be let go of. I am an adoptee and I was transnationally and interracially adopted. The thoughts that were coming up were all tangled together in this ball of yarn of feelings that were all interwoven together. They had to do with my adoptive parents, my birth family, and feeling frustrated about being a queer woman of color who feels annoyed that she's still healing orphan and adoptee stuff from infancy and childhood. But allowing myself to observe these thoughts without diving deeply into them, I could untangle them from each other and gently patiently follow a single thread to reveal what was underneath the anger. And so I was walking down the street and I was able to finally see what I was actually angry about. This breakdown was triggered by the realization that it's okay for me to enjoy my life and to be in my authenticity. I was feeling like fulfillment and joy can be daunting because I'm afraid it'll go away and I'm scared that I'm not worthy to feel liberated from the old wounds that used to tie me down. 
In those moments, I was angry with myself for feeling this way, for wanting to be happy, but afraid of it at the same time. But being angry at myself on this particular day felt like too much. So the aggressive feelings were projected at other people, people who I've formed a habit of blaming. I might be angry that my parents raised me in a way that I might not agree with, but I'm more angry with myself because I'm a grown-ass adult and I'm still blaming my parents for things that I have control over right now. I might be angry that some people have unconscious racial bias, but I'm much more angry that I have unconscious racial bias that I'm still working on. I might be angry with my birth family for relinquishing me when I was a baby, but I am the most angry at myself for feeling like I'm disappointing them by not fully enjoying my life and for not feeling grateful for their sacrifices. So once I acknowledged this ball of yarn and all of the thoughts that were connected to these feelings of anger, I could clearly see that I was actually very angry and upset with myself. I was having a breakdown that was full of inner rage because I was ready to see my own bullshit and let it go so that a breakthrough could happen. And so these thoughts and feelings that I were having felt very old because I've been working on them every day for several years now. But anger always conceals what is too intense to feel. It also disguises emotions that have been stuck or suppressed unknowingly. It's always a blessing when old feelings come back up because that means we can heal them at an even deeper level. I think there's this misconception I hear a lot in the spiritual community about lessons and why things cycle back to us. And what I hear is along the lines of, if you didn't do it right the first time it came up, it'll come back around even stronger so that you can get it right the next time. Old emotions, thoughts, and stories that we have don't cycle back around to us because we did something wrong in the processing of it the first time. They come back because we have an opportunity to heal them at a more expanded level of awareness. And in some cases, some people on a soul level elect themselves to relearn certain lessons on the behalf of groups of people, ancestors, families, friends, soul tribes, work colleagues, and even throughout neighborhoods, other people can be affected by you relearning something 
that you have already integrated so that they don't have to go as deep into the lesson. We are that spiritually powerful that we can heal a variety of emotions on behalf of entire groups of people. Back to the breakdown I was having. I had walked to the park and realized that I was more angry with myself than anyone else on the planet. And I sat back on this park bench and I looked up at the trees and branches and leaves above me and I let the sadness that was hidden beneath the anger come out. This breakdown was sadness disguised as irritation and resentment. And within that sadness, I acknowledged that I'm at a place in my life where I feel really great about myself, my work, my relationships, and that I've utilized a lot of faith, patience, and self-discipline to get where I am. And within this sadness, I feel upset that my birth family can't see it, will never know about it, and never understand how their sacrifices have worked their way out. I was sad that I couldn't tell them that things are really, really good and that I'm doing fine. The sadness I was feeling about my birth family was connected to my feelings about my adoptive family. And those feelings were connected to emotions I have about my identities of being gay and being Asian American. It's complicated, but it can also be simplified down to this truth. We can tell when the self-love journey is working by our ability to forgive. I wasn't really angry with my birth family my adoptive family or anyone else. I was angry that my birth family can't be a part of my life as an adoptee. What appeared to be a breakdown about feeling irritable <laughs> turned out to be a breakthrough in forgiveness. So at that moment, I was being asked to forgive. And forgiveness is allowing ourselves to have a change in perception. Forgiveness isn't this wild gesture of forgetting about the past, letting people walk all over us, or pretending that everything's good when it's not. Forgiveness is changing our minds about our inner guilt. The main person we must learn to forgive is ourselves. When I confronted this sadness and healed this anger, I saw that there was nothing left but to forgive myself for the ways I felt I was leaving my birth family behind. I was sad that they couldn't see the joy in my life. 
I was sad that I couldn't be a part of theirs either. I was sad with the acceptance and acknowledgement that maybe where I am right now is truly what's best for everyone. It felt sad to accept all of that because it also meant having to let go of this wounded version of me that I created. This version of me that was in longing for love of people that could never be there. But for anyone who's listening now and wants to interject and suggest that I reunite with my birth family, my response is that ultimately throughout this whole process, what I'm really learning is that it's okay if that's not what I want to do. <laughs> and that was the essence of the breakthrough. It had nothing to do with being mad at white people, feeling resentful of my parents, or being annoyed that the girls I like don't text me back. <laughs> it was all about this orphan and adoptee wound that wanted to be healed. Our healing as adults always comes back to the stories we told ourselves during our developmental years. The healing involves realizing that a lot of those stories are no longer true and they're not as important to who we are anymore. And they most certainly don't define us. This episode today is all meant to illustrate and explain that anger isn't usually about anger. It's often about something else that's just below the surface. The response to our inner anger is inner patience. The patience to take a walk down the street and feel what needs to be felt. Patience to sit quietly in a park and let ourselves cry. Patience with the people in our life to let them get used to seeing us in our growth. Patience with humanity that has forgotten that they are lovable and worthy. The truth is, I'm not angry at my birth family for struggling with their mental and financial stability. And I'm not angry that they relinquished me. I'm angry that they won't get to see how great my life is now, but that's okay. Because my worthiness doesn't depend on how successful I think my life is. And my lovability doesn't depend on if my birth family knows that I'm enjoying my life. It always comes back to our ability to validate ourselves. That's what our anger and sadness are asking for. And when there's nothing else we can do with our anger or sadness, and we're finally ready to let them all go, forgiveness, a change of heart and mind, is there to lift it for us. The opportunity to forgive is always stronger 
than what we feel has damaged us. There's a bonus episode that's available, and we're going to talk about triggers. It's called, We're Not What Triggers Us. To receive this episode, head over to our Patreon page, and the link is in the description. You deserve to feel loved. You deserve to feel validated. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are more than enough. You are miraculous. We don't have to carry with us what we've survived once we've healed it. Thank you for listening today. You are loved so profoundly. Thank you for being here at this time to assist in the evolution of humanity. Thank you for being a leader of the self-love movement. Remember who you really are. Love always, and I'll meet you at the next one.